What up, world? It's your past first point guard and Trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making this program your first listen every single weekday, Monday through Friday. So make it a part of your daily routine. Tell your friends to do the same. It's Locked on Blazers, your team every day. Today's show, a very fun one. We do these a couple times a year. It's a listener summit where listeners to the program join me uh, and we talk about the state of the Blazers, kind of just a check-in on what's going on with the team, where they're at, and where fans want them to go moving forward. Uh, If you want to get involved in a future listener summit, the way you do it is you listen to the program regularly. I put out a call last week asking for folks to submit or folks to, you know, say they want to be on the show shared my email address, all that, blah, blah, blah. And they get in there. So the way to get into a future one is to be a regular listener. Shout out to my everydayers making this part of your part of your daily routine and your first listen every single weekday. Uh, without further ado, let's get into it. It's the Lockdown Blazers Listener Summit. Joining me now, listener Aaron, or you may know him as A.A. Ron, if you're a Key and Peel fan or just a fan of his in general. Aaron, how you doing? <laughs> I'm great. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I got a pair of headphones now. Um, so life's life's good. Life's good, baby. I can hear I can hear the other side. Um, we're kind of talking about, you know, at the all-star break, talking about where the Blazers are now and kind of where they want them to go. So let's let's start with where they are now. What what do we what do you make of their season thus far? Well, obviously not great in the win column, but one thing that has stood out for me, um, first and foremost, was I thought back to a few years ago when we had Norm and CJ and Larry Nance and Rocco and that team and how it just always felt like when we got down by 10 points, we just gave up. It was like we were done. Like, yeah, deuces, go into the locker room. Um, And while it sometimes sucks that our team right now is kind of consistently down like six, eight to 12 points, they play hard most nights. There are nights where they get thrashed and, you know, it's not pretty. Uh, uh, Oklahoma City comes to mind, but, um, you know, but I would rather watch a team that I obviously don't have high expectations for based off of the talent play hard every night and not win most games than a team kind of stagger to a 500 record just because there's nights where they decided not to play hard anymore. And in this time in the NBA in today's NBA, 10 points isn't a lot. You can flip that right. really quick. Maybe not Portland because their defense <laughs> struggles to get stops, but yeah, you can go on <laughs> runs, you know? So um, it just was disheartening. So I'm been happy with that. I've also been fortunate to go to a lot of the wins just randomly. I don't know how nice. that has happened. Nice. But I've been in attendance for some good wins like Sacramento. Um, Another big thing, I guess, if I was blocking it in the first third and the second third that we just got done with of the season, my first third was... You're a listener because you know that it's thirds, baby, and not halves. I love to see it. I love to see it. Yeah. Okay. So what'd you like? What'd you Yeah. What'd you like about those two thirds? Sorry. So the first third, I thought, wow, Shade and Sharp has moments of real shine and pop. Um, Obviously, it needs to get more consistent. That's what as you always say, separates good players from great players to the best, um, you know, MVP caliber players. But there are just games and moments and plays where you're like, no one else can do that. (laughs) Or maybe two other people can do that. Um, But just his abilities to make plays is really fun to watch. And 
it gives me hope that maybe we do have a franchise player on the team going forward, someone to build around. Because I don't think Ant's that guy with his uh, defensive deficiencies. I hate to say it because big fan, and I think he can really cook. But I just don't know if building around someone who can't get stops or who's just that much, he's going to be hunted by players. You know, on Luca, right. for example, is going to cook him every Luke, time. Luca looks down. for. Luca looks for Ant in almost a almost like a villainous way. He's like, "Find me number one." Like uh, he's he he did it to Shade and Sharp a little bit too in one of the meetings. But historically, over the last couple of years, he's been like, "Yes, I'll take Ant, I'll take one Anthony Simons, please," and <laughs> like bring Absolutely. him up every time. Yeah. And then school. It's probably too early to say. You know, to be fair to him, he's super young, but we haven't seen it quite yet. Um, right. I was happy to see that he was the best player arguably on his team in the rising stars game. Um, that was promising that a more to his level talent, he was kind of showing what he can do. Um, I think it was the Dallas game where he put up like 30 or whatever. Was it? I can't remember. It was super inefficient, but it was like, he's finding his shots. He's getting yeah. there. And I think over time there's hope that he can figure it out. Um, the second third of the season, though, I've been just super psyched on Jabari Walker. Yeah, um, I'm trying to remember who the opponent was, but I was there, and he subbed into the game and immediately got like six and six on just like hustle, hard, gritty, offensive rebounds, putbacks, foul, you know, and the crowd was eating it up. Um, and he's just so fun how he hustles and plays hard, and I think there's potential that he's playing himself into a solid like role player future with the Blazers. You know, it's sometimes weird talking with friends where they're like, why are you talking about a role player? It's like, you need those guys though. When you find, when you find your Kevin Durant or whatever, you need other players around that who can be reliable and who fill in the blanks, you know? Um, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of his and he also kind of has a chip on his shoulder and he, he gets in people a little bit and, that's fun. <laughs> it's fun watching him kind of take on that role a little bit of like, oh yeah, I'm going to kind of give you some attitude for sure. I don't remember who it was, but he was just like clapping at him because two hit people were jawing. I, my memory is super phasey on that, but I just remember, I just remember him going up and clapping at the guy and I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you may bring up a great point though. It's like maybe the sort of casual fan wants to find the guy, right? They want to. They want to buy Damian Lillard's jersey, right? They, that's like what they want to buy. Yeah. But I think there is a certain type of fan that really wants to wear a Wesley Matthew jersey. They want to be like, they're like Wes was my Wes was the king. Was he like, oh, he was the fourth best player on the team? It doesn't matter. Like he was the yeah. guy. And I think there's some appeal with Jabari with that. It's like he's never going to be the second best player on a really good team. He just doesn't have that. That's just not his his skill set, not his style, not his approach. He's just not going to ever be that. But yeah. But he might be a really useful player on a bunch of good teams for a decade, right? Like he might be, he might have a long, just because of what he does and how he plays. I think, um, you know, I, I think for him, he's just got to figure out where he contributes on offense that isn't just rebounding. But I think he's really close to being good enough regardless because he's just, he just brings it. Like, and you're not going to, he just, yeah. he just knows he knows how he contributes right now. Like there's no question. He has, he knows when he goes in the game, like he said, six and six immediately on hustle plays. He's like, what am I going to do? I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go mix it up. I'm going to be physical. And I'm going to get rebounds. And like understanding what you do is so incredibly important in the league because so many guys think they are MJ. 
and <laughs> and there there you just aren't like you know yeah. I think it's a Channing Fry thing where he says eighty five percent of the league is role players. It might even be higher than that. It might be ninety yeah. percent. Like it's like yeah. it's most most guys have to fill a role, and, and Jabari looks like he's gonna um, be really 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 capable of that. I wonder what, with that in mind, and with your with the ideas of Scoot and Shaden, and maybe some Anthony Simon skepticism. What do you want to see them do this summer? Like, what do you want? What what should they look like in the fall? That was such a good lead into what the first thing I wanted to say about that is. I think they should. Uh, I won't say they should have done it at the trade down deadline. There probably wasn't a good market for Malcolm Brogdon, but I think you can't go into next season with a healthy Scoot healthy ant healthy healthy shaden and a healthy malcolm like no dice um yeah malcolm's you got to trade him i would like to see for at least a first round in matching salary because i don't know who a young shiny wing or forward that they could reasonably get is off the top of my head it's probably going to be very dependent on how the play in tournament and the playoff shake out if a team gets bounced early and fall short and they decide they need to move things around um but yeah I'm, I'm not sure who that player might be but i like the idea of a first because uh i like the idea of them having plenty of uh chances at next year's draft because i'm very interested in cooper flag um i'm not huge on like college players and uh scouting and that sort of thing very similar i'm a huge nba junkie but i'm trying to look ahead a little bit and I have other friends who are definitely more into the up and coming players and all they talk about is Cooper flag. And uh, so maybe they should plan on being young and maybe even worse next year. Exactly. It's a weird thing, right? It's like, maybe they should, they, maybe they should be down in the trough again. Um, it, you know, reportedly maybe they don't have a great appetite for that. Maybe they don't want to be that. Um, and we'll see what that means. I think they've told us that they wanted to be competitive the last two years and they've been actively bad. So like I, sometimes I don't believe them, but you know, a couple different reporters, Brian Windhorst and Jake Fisher, you know, separate Yahoo sports and as well as ESPN both reported this idea that the Blazers want to be the Rockets, which to me means balancing youth in the rotation with veterans. Um, and I have okay. I have two thoughts on this. I'm going to say this in an episode in some point in the future, but I'll I'll say it to you here, Aaron. At what point does Amphrey Simons get to be a vet? Next year's going to be a seventh NBA season. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. At some point, Amphrey Simons has to be a vet. So to me, if the vet means keeping Amphrey Simons on the roster, that is, I would be maybe not super, super, super excited about it, but I'd like totally reasonable line of thinking. If it means keeping Malcolm Brogdon because you need him, I know I just don't, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, uh, I will liken it to this. When LaMarcus Aldridge left, the Blazers pivoted mostly young. They didn't go crazy young because they didn't have draft picks, uh, but they went mostly young. Those guys under the age of 27. And there were were guys kind of in the Damian Lord, CJ McCollum, um, you know, four years of college and three years in the pros timeline. Right. But they kept Chris Kamen. Blazers just needed Chris Kamen. He didn't play a minute. He was in outrageously bad shape because he wasn't, he didn't, he he knew he wasn't going to play, but he was like, he taught them stuff in the locker room. Here's what you do. At the end of the season, we tip out the t- team attendance because that's what you do because we make millions and they make thousands and we can make their lives better. Like just veteran stuff and guile and about being prepared. Get that. Find that. They don't need yeah. the person to play. They don't need the person to play. They don't need them to play. I'm with you. Trade trade Malcolm Brogdon and, and free the young guys because being bad next year, 
Where's Ace Bailey? Where's Cooper Flag? Bring him on down. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I even, I know we don't have someone kind of behind Jeremy Grant to fill that role, but I'm even like, what do we have to lose other than games for next year? I, I'm not right. saying in the offseason trade them, but I think maybe looking towards the next deadline. I yeah, don't know I, I, how I don't know how good his contract will look. I you know th- that stuff's a right. little bit over my head, but I'm just like, yeah. At what point do we need that when you have Aiton and you have Ant and you have possibly Robert Williams? You know, down that line where people who have been in the league for a number of years. I mean, yeah, I forget Ant's been in the league that long because he seems still so. I mean, he's young. young. He's way, twenty. He's but... twenty four. He's twenty four. But next year's season seven. If you can't, if season seven doesn't count as being a veteran, nothing does. Then yeah, most exactly. guys would kill to have a seven year NBA career, right? Like that's that's right. the dream. Tumani Kamara is dreaming of playing seven years in the NBA, right? He's trying to stick. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I I'm I think that balance is interesting, right? I think you bring up a good point. It's like you kind of want them to be young and bad again, but maybe they don't want to. And there's some downside of being truly awful and like aimless or whatever so it it is yeah it's a balance right it's a balance you don't want to be some plenty of teams in the nba stay bad forever plenty of teams i i mean um the charlotte hornets haven't won a playoff series since uh george w bush was in office so like it has been a while um it has spanned three presidencies um so it's like you don't you you can get caught but i think the blazers are on a trajectory where they don't have to commit to being bad if you screw up a bunch of times you'll be bad anyways so uh right pick a direction i'm i'm, I'm with you Aaron. exactly uh, th- thanks so much for joining the program it was, it, was, it was fun to meet you fun to chat with you yeah thank you so much for having me um yeah i've been listening for a few years now and just really love being a daily listener and staying caught up and hearing your point of view so thanks for having me Today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. It's daily fantasy made easy. It's America's number one fantasy sports app with over 3 million members. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. You pick more than or less than a on a two or six player stat projection entry, and then you watch the winnings roll in. Uh, Prize Picks, super easy to use. The app's super intuitive. I play it pretty regularly, and now it's even more fun to play because it's demon time on prize picks. You can win up to a hundred times your money with as little as four correct picks. Turn $10 into a thousand dollars. Here's how it works. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play prize picks. Squares marked with the red demons or the green goblins get you different payouts. You can earn, well, you can win 100 times your money with just four correct picks. So go check it out. Play whatever you want to play, but make sure you visit prizepicks.com slash locks and NBA. Use that promo code locked in NBA. You'll get a deposit match up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Use that code locked on NBA and you will get a, your deposit match dollar for dollar up to a hundred bucks. It's prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. All right. Let's get back into it with more of our listener summit. Joining me now. Listener Jesse, you found him on Twitter at Painting PDX. Blazer Flav, your boy. Jesse, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, Mike? Oh, I'm living the dream. You know that I'm a little frazzled with the technology, but I'm making it happen here for the listener summits. Um, 
you know, we're at the all-star break. It's, it's what colloquially is known as the first half of the season is done uh, much more than the first half of the season has been completed. We're two thirds of the way through. What's your impression? Two thirds of the way through the Blazers season, kind of big picture. What, what you thinking? Yeah. Um, well, I can't remember who it was that um, said this kind of earlier on in the season or the preseason, but the fans are not ready for the rebuild. And that seems to be kind of the broad experience I'm, I'm seeing with a lot of fans is uh, people are kind of all over the place about, you know, they're mad about this or upset about that and kind of, you know, losing, maybe losing a little bit of the big picture. And um, I'm trying to kind of keep it. I don't know. What do you, what do you say? Keep it a buck. <laughs> yeah. Keep it a buck. There you yeah. go. It's, you know, we have pretty low expectations. Uh, I think I've only really gotten down after the, the really bad beat down in OKC and down 62 after three quarters. Yeah. That'll take it out of you a little bit. And the other night I, you might've pretty much summed it up perfectly. I don't know if the tweet's still out there or not, but, um, when you compared doing a daily podcast to some more traditionally challenging professions, <laughs> not, not that this isn't challenging. This is very challenging, but, uh, what, you know, serious kind of occupation. Yeah. I would say it's un- unimportant, yeah. <laughs> unimportant. There's some yeah. days when it's hard to make content, but it's never important. It never has. Yeah. There's never been an important day in blazer podcasting. I, I, I was at that game, uh, the second Minnesota game and it was a friend, you know, invited me to go. And, uh, it was a lot of, uh, how are your kids doing? And, you know, <laughs> what, what's, what's new at the office kind of, uh, more than, more than watching basketball. So when, yeah. when you say you're like trying to keep it a buck and keep it in perspective, what is bringing you joy? What is like, what are you enjoying about watching this season? Well, in answer, in, in service of answering that question, can I do a brief uh, shout out? Yeah, of course. It's, it's it's really a season where, um, well, a shout out for the uh, third bench, which is a, a group of fans and third bench adjacent. It's a group of fans. We have seats together in the three section three seventeen, and everyone met on Twitter, and you know through the uh, Blazer Twitter community, and um, really this season has been a lot more about. Uh, community and social and kind of just connecting with people. And that includes, that includes, you know, uh, through team events, uh, through games, through, you know, just through the, our common uh, connection through, you know, being Blazer fans, it's, you know, bringing a lot of, a lot of us together and, you know, we're having a good time, whether we're winning or losing. And, um, you know, when it comes to basketball, what's bringing the most joy was uh, actually probably Shaden before he uh, got hurt. He was uh, having a pretty uh, bit inconsistent, but a pretty nice breakout. And uh, especially that uh, great game in Brooklyn. Yeah. With the, game, with the Senate to, I think he sent it to overtime. And, um, you know, more recently seeing the uh, development of Scoot. And, uh, hopefully, hopefully that continues a little with a little bit more consistency, but yeah, Yeah, I I think 
I'm with you on like the most enjoyable part of the season was when Shaden was really cooking in December and was he had like five straight games of 25 and you're like, hey, that that's what I like. It's with this whole team and with this season, it's like you know that they're not going to win that many games this year, right? Like if you if you're realistic, I think there are fans out there, and I bless you who think like that if this team just would like get a little bit healthy and would be coached by like Mike D'Antoni that they'd make the playoffs or whatever. But like, um, I don't know. I've seen the Western Conference; it's going to be hard. Like a good team is going to miss. Like you know, it's just it's just it's going to be tough to get one of those final eight spots, and even finishing eighth in the West is like not a very good chance of. Um, doing much when you're there and yada yada yada, right? Like it's 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 hard. Um, but I think absent that sort of faith that hey, you know what, this could have been a good team. It's like what you're rooting for is to see what's next, to see like, oh, this isn't the thing in 2024, but it's in 2026. Like this dude is going to be so good in 2025. You know, just fast forward 12 months, gonna be so good. And being robbed of that because of Sharp's injury just stinks. It's just hard to. It's hard to to kind of stomach, and then you don't get the you don't get his minutes with with uh, with Scoot, and so then those minutes like that was going to be the really fun part of the back half of the season, would just like unleash those two dudes, um, you know, the like the can't get in the bar cr- crowd, and just like you know see see what they see what they can do, and you just you kind of get robbed of that. And it's, it's just been it's been hard. Um, speaking of the future and all that, what do you want to see them do? Like, what is your vision for what's next, or or are you someone that even considers that far down the path? Oh, definitely. I, I mean, I like uh, looking at, you know, what could be uh, coming up in the draft, what can be coming up in, you know, free agency and trade season and, um, you know, development arcs. And um, I, I kind of uh, I, I kind of saw both sides of uh, the comment uh, that was made by, um, oh, uh, I forgot who made the comment, but the uh, Blazers are trying to be Houston this year and I, I remember that co- sort of a comment and uh, um, the wh- what I understand that to be is we didn't want to get rid of Jeremy Grant this year and uh, I, I totally I totally kind of understand that because um, you know rolling forward I definitely want the team to not give up on acquiring more picks and more assets because we need that pipeline to just keep flowing in and and i've heard from you know various rumors that they're happy with the amount of you know future assets we have and they're ready to start building well i I sort of definitely want to see more more future assets we we have uh you have to keep a pillar like a jeremy grant around just to sort of keep the team from collapsing completely in in the present but um i definitely would like to see well, I mean, what what do we have? I think I heard the other day you might have said we had like 14 players under contract for next season. And of course, being a fan, I like all of those players. <laughs> exactly. But, but but I definitely want to see more like high talent lottery picks coming in. So, you know, that's really what I'm about is 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 imp- increase our young talent uh level, keep the uh picks coming in until you know, until the, what they say is like the whole chest is fully stocked. So, yeah, I think it's a tough balance, right? Easy. It's a tough balance because you want to say like, um, okay, you know, uh, this dude's going to grow and, you know, Tumani Barrow is going to grow into something and Chris Murray's going to grow into something and Jabari Walker's going to grow. And okay, you've got this really good young forward core and all this, but then also like you look out into the world, right. And you're like, what do the Blazers need? And you're like, 
well, they could use a good young forward. <laughs> it's hard to like, it's hard to balance those two ideas, right? Where it's like, I like the players on the roster. I think I've told the story in the podcast before, but I have a friend um, who definitely doesn't listen and might not even know that I host a podcast. But I would, I would ask her like, who do you like? Who do, who do you like on the team? And she's like, I like all of them. Like, I like all of them. I don't want them to like, um, this was like maybe in the Lamarcus departure era at some 10 years yeah. ago. And I was like, who do you want them to keep? And she was like, every one of them. And every year I'm the same way. I want them to keep everyone. And I think there's like a natural fan inclination to do that. It's like, I love, I love these dudes. Like I love them. But then you also kind of have the same thing you're saying where it's like, well, I want to accumulate assets. I want this. I want to fill up the war chest and all those things. So it's like, you got to, at some point you got to, the challenging part of a team going from being pretty darn bad to pretty darn good is that you got to know when to, move move the pieces around um and i think that's part of the challenge of this summer is what do you move around and when you do move those around what can you get back in return i think they're they find themselves in an interesting place um you know you said you been, you go to a bunch of games and you have a crew of going to games is there any level of losing that could stop you from attending blazer games uh not really it's Good. pretty much just how how often and uh we find different reasons to go so there you, you go. know i'll uh you know, I'll have my daughter bring a bunch of friends and, and we'll go or uh, we'll just go and uh, it'll be about uh, making an event out of it. We've done a couple, we've done two remix blazer double headers where it's oh, just kind of like a, kind of like a day, you know, make it a yeah, basketball yeah, yeah. day. It's a cool five hours of basketball there. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you definitely sort of like, it's easier to come by tickets when you want extras and it's tougher to give them away, but it's more about, uh, you know, when it gets kind of, basketball gets a little bit stinky you have to uh <laughs> sort of just cater you know as much as you can handle and you know the rest of it is for somebody else exactly jesse thank you so much for joining the program it was a whole bunch of fun thanks appreciate it this next segment is brought to us by our sponsor better help listen therapy can be really valuable for you depending on whatever you're going through in your life. If you are experiencing an acute traumatic event, like a major trauma that is upended or is threatening to upend your life, talking to a therapist regularly can help you navigate through that trauma, but could also just be the routine maintenance you need to be your best self. What therapy is going to help you do is develop the tools to be the best Mike Richmond or the best whomever you are, listener, that you can be. You, you, you can talk to a therapist, a neutral third party. You can work through, you know, big things, little things, just your everyday bumps along the road. So if you're thinking about therapy, why not give BetterHelp a try? Therapy can be different for everyone. And most of us have bigger problems than uh, scuffling Portland Trailblazers team. It's important to get things off your chest every once in a while. And BetterHelp is entirely online. It's designed to be flexible and it's suited to your schedule. Visit betterhelp.com slash locks on NBA and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locks on NBA. Still a pass first point guard. I'm still Mike Richman, and you are still listening to Locked on Blazers. Let's keep it rolling with the rest of our listener summit. Joining me now, listener Matt. Welcome to Locked. Welcome to the listener summit, Matt. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for popping on here. So here we are, All Star break, talking what you like through the first two thirds of the season. What 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 have you sort of appreciated about this Blazers year? I mean, we've talked about it a lot, but the heart and hustle is probably my favorite yep. thing. I mean, these these kids don't give up very often, other than the road trip from hell. But yeah, um, I mean, just watching them play hard, doing their best, 
Um, I mean, the improvements come in, and it's non-linear, as you always say. And uh, uh, but you know, it's been that's been the best part, I think. Yeah, they don't get like you said. They, they did lose one game where they're down sixty-two points after three yeah. quarters, so they had a, they had some bad times. But for the most part, and and then they're kind of back on it now. Is like yeah. you. You're not going to see them get like truly, truly thrashed. Like they got beat pretty bad by Minnesota to end the break. But I yeah. think even like, you know, on Tuesday's game, they were in it until they extremely weren't. And yeah. then on Thursday's game, they had a pretty good third and first five minutes of the third quarter. And then like yeah. the best team in the Western Conference kind of just flexed their muscle a little bit. And that was that. You could tell when Minnesota put their their uh, pedal down. Was, yeah, I was exactly. I was with my daughter and she's like, uh, at the end of the first quarter, how long are we going to stay dad? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to ride this thing out. <laughs> but the second quarter I, uh, was good. They played really good. And Yeah. That was easy to see, see the, see they're in it. Yeah. You could convince her like, aren't you glad we stayed? They're only down 15. Yeah. Look at us. Yeah. It's all yeah. relative and this the, year. Exactly. And then they cut it to eight and it was like, Hey, maybe. And then the, yeah. and then all of a sudden it was 23 by the end of the third. And yeah. you're like, Oh, just kidding. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, did you stay to the end? Uh, we left with about five minutes left. Okay. Well, f- that's when the Blazers left too. So that's, yeah, that's, I know. Uh, I kind of, once, once they pulled everybody, I was like, okay, we can. That was their sick. They were like, Hey, Matt, you're free to go, brother. You, it's, you try. It's a school night. We can leave a little early on this one. Exactly. He's like, listen, you, you gave it your all. 43 minutes of basketball is enough for you. So, <laughs> so get out of there. Is there anything else that's kind of, you know, the heart and hustle? Is there anything else? Well, I guess if maybe not stuff that you've liked, like where, where are you at with this team? Are you, are, are they kind of breaking your spirit? Are they giving you hope? Like what, what, where, where do you land? Uh, depends on the night, I would say. Sure. Um, but you can't, they don't really ever break my spirit. I've been around too long. Like I've been, sure. I've been through this enough times. Like I know what's coming, and um, nothing will ever like be quite as dark as the days of searching for the point guard of the future and dry, like the Tel Fair and all those days where I just. Point guard of the future is the darkest Blazer period. You know that is oh, that's that, oh man. I wrote Eric through that. So there's a plan here. I don't I don't know that it's completely laid out but i can see the like shape of a team you know there's nights where you're like oh this could really work you can see like okay tamani needs to probably come off the bench long term but like he can give you a lot of energy and you can see that chris murray could be a reliable like three and d guy in a year or so maybe i mean that's the hope right the, the team sells yeah. the hope and, and and it's it's real like the young guys are all engaging there's nobody on the team that you're just like oh this isn't gonna work at all um and so yeah, I mean, definitely not breaking my spirit. And most of the time I can see the outline of something, trying to figure out, you know, not that I'm making decisions, but trying to figure out, like, uh, you know, who's going to be around or how many veterans are we going to keep and, like, all those things, just kind of guessing. Um, and personally hoping they don't tear it all the way down to the studs because I just I just can't with that. But, um, you know, I got to Okay, so, so what do you want them to do? What do you want them to do? So uh, let's, let's get specific here. They have to make some decisions on probably very specifically Malcolm Brogdon and maybe Jeremy Grant, but probably maybe not this summer with Jeremy Grant, but somewhere in the nearish future. What do you want them to do with yeah. those guys? I mean, I like Brogdon for this year, but I think he's probably got to go at the end of this year. Just there's two, assuming Shaden comes back healthy, there's too many guards. And the yeah. young guys, at least all three of them have proven to be eminently playable. I, so I think you miss Brogdon's steady hand a little bit, but I also think yeah. the guys will get there versus like Jeremy Grant. I don't know who's going to replace them. I don't see it on the roster. I don't see anybody who can come up and just score. I mean, admittedly, he doesn't have a fully rounded game and he's not going to be a number one probably on a good team, but 
I, they don't, I don't see a straight up scoring forward. They just don't have anybody in the pipeline right, right now. So, I mean, my ideal thing would be if you could swap Brogdon for a youngish three, four that can, that can score a little bit would be, would be nice. I'd bolster that. I mean, maybe they think it's Murray and that's fine. Maybe they think it's Tumani and all those guys. I, I don't know, but um, I don't, that's my, that's the big hole I see. Like if you get rid of Jeremy, I don't know who's going to score. Yeah, I, they would miss him for sure. Like they would. That that's is I have said a bunch of times on the show. It's like I don't, I don't really like the aesthetics of Jeremy Grant's game. Like it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't speak I'm, to me. Yeah. It's, um, it's like I, I don't love the like I'm gonna shoot it possessions where he's. You can tell as the moment he touches it that that the that ball's going up and he makes incredibly hard shots because of it. But like, it it <laughs> bothers me uh, to watch eighty sometimes a year. But um, like. They, they, they don't have, like you said, they just don't even, even forwards alone. They just don't have that offense. Like they don't have, right. they don't have someone who could soak up those shooting possessions and have it be reasonable and like get them there. Like you can't throw the ball to, to uh, Deandre Ayton enough times to make up for it because he just doesn't have that individual offense. So you would miss that role for sure. Um, yeah. You know, maybe they trade for it. Maybe it like, maybe it grows, like maybe Shaden Sharp becomes such a good individual scorer that it becomes easier. Right. But um, right. I don't think you can make that call now for me. I don't think you could make that call now. Um, no, he's too inconsistent right now. I mean, the yeah. injury, obviously I mean, you can't really judge it. I mean, he looked really good to start the year, but man, even after, even before he got hurt, he was kind of coming down off the mountain a little bit, which is totally normal, but uh, totally. Yeah. I mean, the big thing is they need an alpha. I don't know who it's going to be, but they don't have Uh-oh, that's a buzzword because because uh, Chauncey Billups used it after that one game to be mean. Mean to, to I think it was, uh, Amphrey Simons had 40 and he said we were missing an alpha. Um, he's right though, and you're right. They need someone who grabs the reins and says, hey, listen, they need that dude. Um, it, it's not just, like, it's not just skill. Like, I, I've said this on the show before, but it's like, Kawhi Leonard at one point was one of the five best players in the NBA and he absolutely wasn't like a leader type, but he was right. incredibly skilled, but he needed, he needed Kyle Lowry on that team and he needed Pascal Siakam and they needed um, Marcus Gasol. Like they needed vets who were kind of like kept the train running on time. And then, so his skill could take over. Um, yeah. They still need sure. that. They still need that. Right. Do, do you think, do you think anyone could grow into that on the roster? I think, um, I think Scoot can. I, I I see like every once in a while where he'll like grab the ball and go, or you'll see him like kind of put his head down. And you see Ant lately. Ant's been getting kind of like ticked off in games, yes. and getting technicals and going hard. And maybe maybe that's buried in there, but he's never really shown the like I will take over for the whole game. I mean, we were just spoiled with Dame for so long that you're like, okay, we'll just give it to him, and he'll go score. At least def- offensively, defensively is different, but. Um, I don't know. I, I sometimes I think Scoot can, but like he's got to figure out that mid range if he's going to do it, um, or you know. And but I and he's just I can tell he's too timid right now in my eyes. Like sometimes I see him not wanting to like take it away from Ant or whatever. So um, it's hard to ye- it's hard to yell and say, "Hey, listen to me," when you're like one of the worst offensive players in the NBA. If Sco- yeah. if Scoot gets a, like, and and he's certainly been way better lately, but like particularly very early in his career, not only is he 19, but he was like bad, and so it's hard to be like, it's hard to use that sort of part of your personality to be like, "Hey," you know, it's like if the 
you know, whatever you like, if you work an office job, like if the guy who's the worst at your, the worst at work is like, kind of like rallying the troops at the morning meeting. It's like, Hey, Jeff, <laughs> shh, shh, you know, like Jeff, you yeah, do right. what you worry about you. Okay. You get your reports in on time and the rest of us will figure it out. So it's like, <laughs> it's the same, it's the same type of thing. Like you kind of have to have Ooh. a level of competence or you either need a level of competence, like to be good, or you need to have enough seasoning. Like I've been around forever and I'm not good anymore, but check the tape. I used to be good. You're going to listen to me. Um, and I think the Blazers are missing that, like they're missing yeah. that. Um, and, 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 and I think they value it, right? They, they want to be, they don't want to like, t- to your point, they don't want to strip it down to the studs. At least that's what the reporting suggests that they kind of want to yeah. have some veterans on the roster and have some balance. Um, are you, are you hopeful that you will watch a good Blazers like the next time you watch a good capital G Blazers team? How how many how many seasons out when you close your eyes do you see that? Hopefully two, but realistically probably three. Capital G good, three. Three. Probably. I think cap I think you're right. I think capital G good three. Like I think next year they're gonna be bad. The following year they might be like competitive, you know, 40, yeah. 40, 38 to 44 wins. Um, and if, you know, we finish on the high end 44, Oh, Oh crap. They're the sixth seed in the West. But yeah. like, you know, I think three teams right now are on pace to win 55 games in the West. Like it's, to get to the top, you got to be really stinking good. Um, yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think, I think and four is the, hit the draft picks and yeah. everything. Yeah. You know. Oh, you listen, it's hard to get there. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. It's hard to, but yeah, I think I think yeah. When I close my eyes too, I think like you know what, Mike, it's only seven hundred and fifty more podcast episodes. <laughs> you can do it, Mike. You can do, do it. You'll get it. I'm crossing them off the wall of my prison cell. Seven forty nine to go, baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, awesome. I I think this season is rewarding in some ways that like um, because like you said, you can appreciate. Hey, they're down. They're going to lose this game, but I've appreciated the way they've played and all those things. Whereas teams with higher expectations, you don't get to appreciate that. They they kind of crush you, and you say they lost. No, so yeah, I, um, I watch games totally differently now. I mean, yeah, there's, sure. There's no stress in the, in watching the game, and it's just I'm just watching different things. I might watch see what Scoot does, or I might check out see if anybody's playing defense or anything like that. I just I watch <laughs> it totally differently now. Yeah, it it changes your perspective because it has to, um, especially if you're going to watch you know 75 of them or whatever it's like you yeah. kind of gotta you got you can't lock in to be like well are they gonna beat the t-wolves tonight they're not matt no, <laughs> uh matt thanks so much for joining the program it was a whole bunch of fun yeah thanks for having me take care thanks again to matt aaron and jesse for joining the program listener summit's always a bunch of fun and i love hearing from folks who you know watch the team as regularly as i do and listen to the program and kind of gathering their thoughts if you want to be involved in a future listener summit it's not that hard. You just got to listen to the program. Become a reg- make make the show a regular part of your daily routine. Make it make it make it your first listen because I put out a call on a show for, to join the listener summit, and then about a week later we record these. So uh, you just get rewarded for listening, and I'll I'll share all the details when I put out the next call. We're gonna do one of these right at the start of the off season, and we'll probably do one in the middle of the off season as well. So in the next couple months, we're going to at least do uh, two more. So you know, listen to the program, and that's how you get involved. That's going to do it for today's show. I appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you soon.